0: The end zone has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me on this Monday. A lot to get to today, mostly NFL draft. We're looking at AJ Green, what happened there, where he wound up, Kima Sivaran as well. Uh, We'll also take a look at the Big 12's numbers as a whole, which schools had guys drafted, which schools did not, as well as a big commit. For Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State football, that's all coming up on today's show. Wednesday, uh, Dion Amade will join me, and the Friday, hope to have Jack Klein. We had some scheduling problems lately, but we hope to have Jack on Friday. I apologize for not being with you this past Friday; it was in my plans, and uh, some things just kind of happened and got in the way. wasn't able to uh, get one out on Friday, but glad to be back on this Monday. I Hope everyone enjoyed the NFL draft and had a good weekend. Reminder, this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. Head on over to LockedOnPodcast.com. See everything that the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. You want your NFL team, We got it. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan like me and you're thinking, wow, my team just had a phenomenal draft. I don't see any scenario other than my Dallas Cowboys winning every Super Bowl for the next decade. Well, head on over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check that out. If you're an Eagles fan, like my old buddy Chisholm Holland, and you're kind of feeling like a loser and like your team is a bunch of losers, then you can listen to the Eagles podcast and you can be angry right along with everyone Else. So go on over to LockedOnPodcast.com and check it all out. And remember uh, to visit our partners' social media, Boone Pickens State, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Boone Pickens State. Search for them, the best Oklahoma State content, news, and notes you will find anywhere. So check that out as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes, and I would love to interact with any and all of you. So this Weekend was the NFL draft. Thursday night was the first round. Friday night was the second and third rounds. And then on Saturday was the fourth. Through seventh rounds. I think that we kind of knew going into the draft that AJ Green probably wasn't going to be picked in the first three rounds of the draft. I I figured he would be a fifth ish round guy, uh, maybe sixth. I know that's where most of the quote unquote experts had him graded, was as a late fifth, early sixth, kind of, you know, late mid rounds of the draft, but certainly a guy who was going to be drafted. I I believe I saw this number on Saturday, so I could be misremembering it, but I believe there were 26 corners drafted. In this year's NFL draft. And one of them was not named AJ Green. And I kept checking, I watched the draft. Uh, Thursday night, and I watched it Friday night. So I watched the first three rounds in its entirety. Saturday, I was in and out. It was on the TV, but, you know, I was doing yard work. I think my wife and I went and did something. I can't remember what. Went out and hit some range balls, I think. And So we came back, and I'm, I'm watching. and But, you know, I'm checking Twitter. I'm, I'm going to Boone Picking State on Twitter and checking them out because I know that if A.J. Green's been drafted, they're going to have the retweet. They're going to have all the stuff out and the graphics and all that good stuff. So I, I keep checking to see... What's going on with A.J. Green? What's going on with A.J. Green? And come to find out, nothing's going on with A.J. Green. And, you know, obviously, it was an incredibly difficult week for A.J. Green. Not, not only everything that happened with the draft, um, whoever, if you follow him on Twitter, uh, or if you've just seen around, his dad passed away uh, early last week. Um, so, so he was already dealing with that, the the, the tragedy that that was, um, and then he was optimistic that he was going to be drafted, and, and he wasn't. Now, um, he, he wasn't drafted, but he was a highly sought-after, undrafted free agent. He was, I, I, I can't say this for sure, but from everything I read on Twitter, it certainly seemed like he had about the biggest market of anybody out there <coughs> pardon me, about the biggest market of anybody out there once the draft was over. So he ends up with the Cleveland Browns as an undrafted free agent, and and several teams wanted him badly. Uh, Cleveland wanted him really badly. They signed him to a free agent deal as an undrafted free agent that includes $145,000 in guaranteed money, He's got hundred thirty thousand dollar base salary guarantee and fifteen thousand dollar signing bonus. So while that's not the money that you make if you go in the draft, uh, it is—I mean, that is damn good undrafted free agent money. Uh, and I haven't seen all the other contracts for all the other undrafted free agents, but I would guess—I would guess none of them got more than one hundred thirty thousand. Or 145,000, whatever I just said, I just had it pulled up in guaranteed money, because that's what you're looking at is the guaranteed money. Okay, so it's 145,000 in guaranteed money. I I would strongly guess that um, nobody else, in in as far as an undrafted free agent goes, got 145,000 in guaranteed money. Now he goes to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland obviously is kind of in limbo right now. They were, you know. The, the bottom-dwellers, just a terrible organization, a joke of an organization forever, and they've gotten a little bit better to where now, instead of being a joke of an organization, they're just kind of middle of the pack. Everybody doesn't know whether they're going to be able to figure it out with new coach, uh, whether Baker's going to be able to figure it out and they're going to be a team that can make the playoffs for the next decade on and off, or if they're going to be a team that's going to fizzle out and win six or seven games every year. They're kind of teetering right in between those two, so we'll see what happens with Cleveland. Um, it, it is a huge bummer that A.J. Green didn't get drafted, but I was glad to see that a lot of teams really wanted him, and you know, if you if you can be picked 250th, you're gonna make a little bit more money, but you're an undrafted free agent. AJ Green got to choose where he wanted to play, so he got to choose somewhere uh, that was what he thought was a good organization with a good scheme for him and a good chance of sticking on a roster because that's an important thing too. You know, if a team drafts you at 250 in the seventh round and they've already got eight corners on the roster, your your chances of making the roster just got a lot tougher. But A.J. Green was able to choose where he could go and hopefully stick on a roster. So hopefully it all works out for him in Cleveland. I want to talk more NFL draft on the other side. I want to talk conferences, baby. It's not good for the Big 12, but we are going to talk about it. We're going to take a look. Yes, I know the Big 12 only has 10 teams, but we're going to see how the numbers break down. We'll do that on the other side. I want to remind everyone to go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. Simply Green has every Everything you could possibly need to keep yourself entertained during these trying times you're at home you're bored uh whatever the case may be head on over to simply green pharmacy they're doing what they can to make sure everyone has their their, their medical cards uh they really want to take care of the patients first that's been their motto from the very very beginning so go see our friends at simply green pharmacy in stillwater and tell them locked on pokes sent you all right i'm gonna take a break come back on the other side stay with me here on locked on pokes I am back here on Locked on Pokes. Colby Powell with you. Find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. A lot to get to today as the NFL draft took place over the weekend. Also, Oklahoma State landed a commit on the football field. And it looks like uh, we're going to have school in the fall here in the state of Oklahoma. So we will get to all that. But I want to start right now by looking at the conferences and seeing how many draft picks everybody had. I- I'm going to let everybody take a quick guess as to which conference had the most draft picks. Anybody. I'll give you three seconds. Three, two. One, it was, you nailed it, the SEC. Now, the SEC does have more teams, but that's not why the SEC had more draft picks. The SEC had more draft picks because they were producing more NFL-level talent than any other conference. This is not a new phenomenon. It's why the SEC has more schools higher in the recruiting rankings every single year because that conference produces more NFL talent every single year. So the SEC has 63 picks in this year's draft. Uh, By the way, LSU had 14, which tied Ohio State's record, and, and LSU, I mean, that team is going to go down as one of the greatest college football teams ever. It's going to go down as one of the greatest college football teams ever. You look at Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, all, all those guys. The guys on the offensive line, uh, the guys on the defense, Grant Delpit, all those guys. Uh, the long snapper from LSU got drafted. So it was a phenomenal, phenomenal team. Uh, also, I like the kid from Alabama, Diggs, um, that, uh, that my Cowboys got. So we'll see how he pans out in Dallas. So the SEC had 63 picks. The Big Ten had 48 Picks out of the Big Ten, so that's kind of what you would expect. The SEC and the Big Ten are one, two. Now the drop from the Big Ten to three is bigger than the drop was from the SEC to the Big Ten. So it's it's really SEC, Big Ten, and then kind of everybody else is is a little bit behind in terms of putting NFL caliber talent on the field. Pac-12 had 32, so the Pac-12 actually came in third, which was a little bit of a surprise uh, to me, but they had several players from Utah get drafted, USC, uh, Oregon, of course. Justin Herbert went sixth overall to the Chargers, so the Pac-12 came in with 32 picks. The ACC had 27 now, a lot of those are Clemson. I didn't see how many guys in total Clemson had drafted. I would guess it's right around in the neighborhood of 10. Uh, and then we'll see you, you know the, the rest of the conference uh, made up for the rest of that. The Big 12, 21 draft picks from the Big 12 conference. That's averaging uh, 2.1 picks per team in the Big 12. Now, Oklahoma State has zero picks this year. Uh, first time Oklahoma State's been shut out since 2008, I believe. Let me make sure that I've got this right. Uh, 2008, yep, 2008, uh, a couple times, it was late, uh, I remember, what was it, two years ago, it was picked 249, is where Chris Carson went, so it was awfully late in the draft, but Oklahoma State did not have anybody picked in this year's draft, of course, Mike Gundy recruited a couple, uh, would have been surefire NFL picks to come back and stay at Oklahoma State, so that was a big part of the reason for that, it was a small senior class, so nothing to freak out over, also A.J. Green, who was projected as a 5th, 6th rounder, somehow fell out of the draft, and there were 26 other corners picked ahead of him, which, again, I can't make sense of um, because there's no way he's the 27th best corner in the draft, but it is what it is. Tulsa had two picks in this draft. One of those guys was a corner, went to Dallas. I think he's a really good player, but I still don't understand how A.J. Green was on the board when all was said and done. So, that's kind of the numbers for the conferences. In the Big 12, a little bit further breakdown, Iowa State and Kansas State also had no picks. So those are the three schools in the Big 12 that had no one picked. Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas, uh, Kansas had one. Kansas had one. kid on the O-line, a um, Texas Tech and West Virginia each had two. Texas had three. Uh Oklahoma and Baylor each had four and then TCU actually led the conference with five picks. Jeff Gladney on the defensive side of the ball, Ross Blacklock on the defensive side of the ball, uh, and then Jalen Rager who went 21 overall to Philly. I, I just have to tell you, as a Cowboys fan, I love what Philly did in the draft. I, I know that's why we're not why we're here. I know this is an Oklahoma State Cowboys podcast, not a Dallas Cowboys podcast, but I just love what Philly did in the draft because I hate Philly so much and I just wish them so much failure. Uh, and they made it Easier on themselves on Thursday and Friday, so that was really, really nice to see. So TCU with five, OU and Baylor each with four, and it's it's interesting because even as you see the drop off from the SEC and the Big Twelve, uh, pardon me, the SEC and the Big Ten to the Big Twelve, there's still a pretty clear pecking order um, in the Big Twelve. I was a little surprised that TCU led the way, but again. Teams look for guys on that defensive side of the ball, and and Gary Patterson produces more of those guys than probably anyone else in the conference. Uh, You look at James Lynch, big defensive lineman from Baylor, was up there. I'll be really curious to see what these numbers are next year, because next year we know Chuba and Tylan are getting drafted. It's a matter of whether Oklahoma State can get a couple other guys drafted in the late rounds and and get up there and and be right there with OU Baylor and TCU and have four or five picks in a draft. So uh, we'll see what that looks like going forward, but that's kind of how everything shook out in the Big 12. Um, So, you know, Texas with three, OU and Baylor with four, TCU with five, Oklahoma State one of three schools with zero, but a lot of talent coming back. Uh, It's going to be a veteran squad for the Cowboys. I'm going to take a break, come back. We're going to talk about the commit that Oklahoma State landed on the defensive side of the ball out of the state of Oklahoma. A good commit for Oklahoma State. So we will talk about that on the other side and wrap this thing up on a Monday. Keep it locked right here. Locked on folks. Welcome back, wrapping things up here on a Monday. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at LockedOnPokes and look for our partners, Boone Pickens State. Boone Pickens State, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check them out. That's where you need to be to find all of the latest and greatest Oklahoma State news and notes and go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Uh, they've got everything you could possibly need. You can call them. You can do curbside to go ordering. If you don't want to go in, they will bring it right out to your car for you. So They're trying to do everything they can to make sure that you are safe and that you are taken care of. It's at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater, or you can find them online at livesgf.com. All right, Oklahoma State. Like I said, landed a big commit over the weekend. This guy had a lot of offers. Oklahoma State's second commit for the class of 2021, and the second on that side of the ball. So his name's Ty Williams. He's a safety out of Muskogee here in Oklahoma, listed at 6'1", 186 in the class of 21. Uh, He's rated as a three-star by 24/7 Sports, but he's rated as a high three-star, 86.27, the 10th overall ranked player in the state of Oklahoma, and it's the size and versatility that Ty Williams brings at 6'1", 186, uh, you know, just coming in, uh, about to play his senior year, that's pretty good size. Also, he's a three-sport athlete. He plays football, basketball, and this one a lot of people are going to like to hear. He wrestles as well. He, he's a good player. He's a ball hawk for Muskogee. He had nine interceptions in ten games last season. I believe he had seven the season before, so 16 interceptions over a couple of, uh, of seasons, so Ty Williams, certainly a good prospect for Oklahoma to be bringing in. Uh, And look at this list of offers that he had. He he was offered by Oklahoma State last month, uh, and since then he's garnered offers from Tennessee, Texas Tech, Nebraska, Arkansas. He's got offers from Iowa State, Missouri, Kansas. So he had a lot of big offers uh, and decided Oklahoma State was where he wanted to be. So uh, Oklahoma State obviously was really good at that spot last year, and it's good to keep building talent there and moving forward. So uh, Oklahoma State, hopefully this leads to more in the recruitment Recruiting process leads to better in the recruiting process. We know that Oklahoma State has not been where it's wanted to be in recruiting. Obviously, uh, you, you know, it's tough. You, you want to do better. You want to do everything you can. And uh, hopefully Oklahoma State will be able to have a little higher rated class and produce some more draft picks and, and just continue to build uh, on what they have going in Stillwater. One guy that I didn't mention, and I wanted to, I mentioned him in the open and then forgot to get to him, was Kima Sivaran. Really happy to see that he's going to get his shot in the NFL. Kima Sivaran uh, is headed to Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, By the way, I just saw uh, my my notes I had say, um, Ty Williams had five interceptions as a sophomore, not seven. Five interceptions as a sophomore, nine as a junior. So 14 in two seasons at Muskogee. Uh, but again, Keemus Sivaran getting his shot with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, a place where we've seen another Oklahoma State Cowboy have a lot of success in Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers and Chris Carson both thriving up there in Seattle. So uh, we'll see if Kima Severan can find a place to land. Look out for him to make a roster and make an impact on special teams. That was really his calling card at Oklahoma State. He was a really good special teams guy. Uh, and there's money to be made in the NFL if you can just be a really good special teams guy. Look at Matthew Slater for the New England Patriots who's been there for what feels like two decades and he is just an elite all-world special teams guy. Uh, Akeem Sivaran could find himself a role like that and really stick in the NFL which would be nice to see. So that's all I've got for you today on Locked on Pokes. Dion will be with me on Wednesday. I'm going to get his thoughts on A.J. Green falling out of the draft because one thing Dion, Dion and I talked about last week is you know he had the bad 40 at the Combine ran a little bit faster at his pro day but you know, you turn the film on and his game speed is certainly faster than what he was running in that 40. I I think maybe um, everything with COVID and everything being shut down and him not getting a chance to to talk to teams and prove that, you know, he is – Um, A guy worthy of being picked might have hurt him. I don't know. I'll get into all that with Dion on Wednesday. I appreciate everyone joining me. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. And remember, search for Boone Pickens State. That's where you can find our partners on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Once again, appreciate everyone listening. I'm back on Wednesday with another episode of Locked on Pokes.